Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to John Bay, CEO of Standard Uranium, about their Davison River project. This is the first of the new wave of uranium companies. We hope it's not like the last cycle. They're about to raise some money, about three million bucks. Um, we asked them what they're going to do with that money, about two million going in the ground, try and figure out what it is that they have at Davison River. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, John, how are you doing, sir? I am well, Matt. Doing quite well here in Vancouver today. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. It's been a while. I haven't seen you since the WNA September in London, where I first heard the story. Um, glad you are back in front of me now, because if you think you've done, you've moved things along, haven't you? Tell us about it. Uh, yeah, thanks. It has been a very busy time uh, since we last uh, met up in September in London. We have uh, managed to progress our, our game plan, which all along was to continue to do the exploration work, prove out uh, you know, our geophysics and get ready to uh, drill the program. And en route to that was a public listing, which we just completed on May 4th. And now we are uh, getting set to go drill our, our Davidson River program. Fantastic. Okay, so I need to kind of ask you the question I ask a lot of people, so, right, so what's the plan? What are, you, what, are you, mm-hmm. what are you setting out to be? What type of company are you trying to be? Sure. So I'm going to take you back in time a couple of years and walk you through our plan from that point and get us to where we are today. So two years ago, we uh, we had the Davis River project acquired and we built a company around it. Plan was to do two years of exploration work, geophysics, some groundwork and identify drill program if there was actually conductors on a project. We found those. The next plan was let's get uh, this company public. We made that plan and we processed to uh, proceeded to do that. And now the next phase is to Look, go out and raise the capital and drill this program. What we'd like to do is uh, make a discovery, become one of the next uh, major uh, uranium discoveries in the southwest region of the Athabasca Basin in Canada. Okay, and, and to, to what end? Just be an explorer and, and then flip it, or are you going to develop and try and get this thing into production yourself? Oh, we would love to take this program, make a discovery, continue to drill it out, advance it, and turn it into a mine. I think that's uh, you know what many companies would love to do. And we've got a, a good team assembled, and that's the plan we're, we're following right now. Okay, so for me to believe that, I need to uh, yeah. talk to you about the asset. You're sitting just outside the Athabasca Basin. Davison River sits just outside there. Why have it, is, was that all that was left? Or you know, why have you identified that particular asset? Great question. So I get to often asked that. Why, if your project, the Davidson River, is so amazing, you know, why do you have it and why has it never been touched? So this goes back in time to 2012. So prior to 2012, the southern region of uh, Saskatchewan, Athabasca Basin, couldn't be couldn't be explored. They had they had uh, sort of a, a coal and oil and gas reserves right up to the southern basin of the of the of the basin there. Uh, and then their young fella by the name of Garrett Ainsworth uh, stumbled across some radioactive boulders. And the province of Saskatchewan said, wait a minute, there could be uranium here. Let's remove those and let uh, the juniors explore here. So that was in 2012. And Garrett turned those radioactive boulders into the triple R discovery, which was taken out by fission. At that same time, there was a change from manual staking to online uh, online staking. So there was a big staking rush in that southwest region. Uh, the individual, uh, Jody DeRouge, who staked our project, the Davidson River project, at the time, he was actually part of the fission Team. He was a director, president. Um, he offered the Davidson River project to Fission. They had just made their triple R discovery and they were focused on that. So they said, no, thanks. Uh, fast forward, Jody leaves Fission. Uh, he gets sued by Fission for the project back. 
It's tied up in court for three years. No work could be done on it. Uh, court case is determined that Jody wins. Jody has the project and we acquire it from him in mid-2017. Um, at this point, there have been no exploration work done on the project while all around it. NextGen was making their aero discovery, Fission was advancing the RRR, Spitfire was found. So the land was hugely being explored and staked, and our project sat there highly prospective and never been touched. And not only that, it's not just that we're beside those guys. The, uh, both the, you know, the Spitfire, the Arrow, the Triple R, they all sit in the same conductor called the Patterson Lake Conductor. And that runs east-west towards the Clearwater Domain. And our project is on the western side. And we have a theory that that same conductor runs right through our project. So we spent the last two years doing the geophysics, looking for the signatures that would show us the conductor was there. And then what's exciting about that conductor specifically and why we want to drill that. So that's sort of the game plan. Okay, so that's how you've ended up with it, but why have you gone for it? You said no one's drilled there, okay? You're a capital markets guy. So Garrett's involved with you as an, I think, independent director. So who's the technical team that we should believe uh, knows what they're doing here? Sure. So our technical team are Garrett Ainsworth, who is our director and also advisor on the project, and Neil McCallum, who is our VP of Exploration. Both of them have worked in the Athabasca Basin and specifically the southwest corner for you know 15 plus years. As I mentioned, Garrett was instrumental in both the Triple R discovery and then he went and worked with NextGen, was instrumental in the Aero discovery. Not only has he been involved in helping advance those, he has you know firsthand knowledge of exactly what all their geophysics looks like. So he knew what to look for with our geophysics, um, which is fantastic. So when we got our geophysics results back, um, you know he and he and Neil were ecstatic. So those two guys have got specific uranium, uh, specific rock type formations on our project that uh, they're really excited about. Okay, so tell me a bit more because they, this is very, very early stage. People need to know what they're walking into. It's highly prospective, I get, I get that, but we get that a lot. So um, what did your, what, what, what did Garrett particularly get excited about? You know, how much data is there? Yeah, okay, so let me take you back to sort of the theory our geologists have, and it's a similar theory that many geologists have in this region. It's called the Clearwater Domain Mirror Theory. Now, the Clearwater Domain is an intrusion that came up and separated the Tolston Domain, and that is the source of the fluids, the heat, and potentially the uranium that is dropped out on the eastern side of the Clearwater Domain, and that is where you find the Triple R, the Arrow, and the Spitfire project. Our theory was that same conductor runs east-west and runs through our project, and that conductor is going to have uh, fluids and uranium in that as well. So what we wanted to do, first of all, was prove that there were conductors on our project. So that's when we did the VTEM study in 2018. Uh, the VTEM work was done, flown, and it identified 26 conductors on our project. Of those, there are three major, highly, uh, you know, highly excitable uh, uh, conductors, and I'll tell you a bit more about that. In 2019, we did the, the, the uh, ZTEM to get a more in-depth look at the, those conductors, the ones that we really liked. And then we also did some, some linear magnetics. Uh, we were looking for cross-cutting structures. We were looking for breaks and offsets on the conductor. If the conductors are just sort of straight and they go along, the fluids run right through them. But if they have sort of breaks and offsets and wrenching, that's where the uh, fluids can drop out and leave uh, a uranium deposit. So we started to identify all those things through different studies. And we have a slide in our presentation which really highlights exactly how we came about that. And it has uh, given us this one area, about two kilometers in strike length, which we are gonna start drilling this summer. And all those, uh, all those vectors point to this one specific area. 
So that's that's what we're doing. Okay, so, so you, you know a little bit about it. You're not, not walking into moose pasture, I think is the phrase they use in Canada. You, you, there's a, there's a yeah. de- degree of confidence from your boys uh, on, on this, but um, I saw the announcement about the Go Public. I've not seen an announcement about how you're financing this. Ah, uh, well, that's excellent. We haven't made one just yet, but that's going to happen immediately. Um, I will announce uh, with you and your audience today that, yeah, we have uh, just uh, signed an engagement letter with uh, Red Cloud and 8 Capital. Uh, we are going to do a $3 million capital raise, and that $3 million, uh, will be a combination of hard dollars and flow-through dollars. And we're going to spend $2 million of that drilling the Davidson River project, and that is gearing up to happen sort of mid-July. So that's a pretty exciting announcement. Uh, we look forward to uh, closing that financing and, and getting some, uh, some more uh, investors to join our team and get some more liquidity. Okay, good news. Two good companies, Red Cloud at Capital. Um, so let's talk about that. You talked about putting two of that $3 million in the ground. You've obviously got a bunch of overhead. You've got a bunch of names on here. GNA, what's that look like? How are you remunerating yourself? How's that work? Uh, well, our team is, uh, we are very low on the, uh, on the remuneration side. So uh, let's just say our, uh, our burn rate monthly is less than uh, 25K for our, our team. Uh, I mean, our, our CFO is part-time. Our VP of exploration is uh, it's a consultant. He works for other companies as well. Garrett's a director, so he's not compensated outside of options. So, and myself, uh, you know, I spent all of uh, 2019 taking basically a salary of almost next to nothing just to cover costs and expenses and cover my office and chose to have my remuneration come in the shares of equity, which I hope to see uh, come through soon. Okay, good. Well, I, you know, I guess as you should, it's an early stage exploration company, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, high, it's high risk, but uh, high reward, hopefully, for you guys. Um, well, look, and so, and this two million is going to. I assume you. When are you hoping to close this? First of all, let's start with that. Uh, ideally, it would be closed by the end of June, so we can uh, get uh, drilling in in July. Okay, as quickly as that. Okay, fine. Yeah. And is uh, that's all? That's all in place, or that's easy to get a get a hold of? And you think you could genuinely get uh, drilling in July? Uh, the schedule is all lined up to go ahead. Not the only sort of. Uh, X factor is COVID-19. So you're, you may be aware that in northern Saskatchewan, uh, there has been uh, some COVID-19 outbreaks. The town that is about uh, three hours south of us is La Loche. Uh, they've, had, they've been sort of an epicenter. They had about 250 cases. They're now down to, I believe it is less than 40 as of this last couple of days. So we see the trend is going downward. So we are looking forward to those numbers getting very low and uh, going into the uh, province of Saskatchewan and doing our exploration work. Yeah, we had heard because I think um um, Kamako are based down there, aren't they? So, um, good news, good news. Okay, um, John, look, thanks for the update. I know it's early days, there's not too much to say, but obviously um, I'm pleased to hear about the, the fundraise. Good luck with that. Um, and more importantly, let us know when you start getting some results. It's, a not, it's the, next ex- great, uh, the next exciting uh, uranium story in the marketplace. Do you think it's gonna be the first of many? Do you think people are gonna be rushing into the space again? Yeah, you know what? I think uh, the uranium space is starting to really heat up. We're getting all kinds of uh, you know inbound calls from people who are more generalists that haven't been in the space in the last couple of years. The past two years, it was if you weren't a uranium uh, bull and were really you know, looking at where things were going in the future, you wouldn't talk to us. We were you know we couldn't get uh, brokers and bankers and fund managers outside of uranium specific ones to get excited about uranium until just the uh, start of March. So that is great to see, and I'm starting to see uh, you know the general retail audience get involved too and sort of follow along. I know uh, through Twitter and through our friends there, their numbers are spiking, people with interest in uranium, which is uh, fantastic. 
It, it is. I, I guess the, the bit I was getting to, you're the first of the new wave, as it were. Um, but do you think there's going to be a lot of people coming um, in behind you? Uh -huh. Have lessons been learned? Yes, so Sean? I think you're probably well aware. Uh, yeah, so we go back in time to 2006, and there were uh, it went from very few to 500 uranium companies in that very short period. Uh, I think uh, right now at the start of this uh, uranium cycle, we've probably got, you know, realistically, probably less than 50 uranium companies. And as you can probably imagine, there's going to be a lot of companies that are switching from whatever it's cannabis or tech or something to become uranium companies pretty quick. As soon as uh, this really starts to move, I anticipate that. And one of the things that many juniors like ourselves are doing is we're staking other grounds. We have other claims that can be JV'd in and, and get other people's money to work on those for us as well. So it's pretty standard. Yeah, okay, I, I get that. I, I guess the, the, the thing that we try to um, warn people about is, you know, you, you've got to, when you're looking at a company that's talking about uranium, they've got to be a genuine perspective mm -hmm. uranium company as opposed to just have it in the in the name tag uh, for for sure. But yeah, you, definitely. You, you're you're in you're in the right uh, postcode, so it's, it's, that's a good start. Uh, like I say, stay in touch. Mm -hmm. Let us know how you get on. Um, be delighted to um, catch up with you with, with when you've got some new news. Uh, that would be great, Matt. Thanks for taking the time to uh, share our story and, and have a chat again. Uh, I look forward to uh, you know telling you when we're getting our drill program going and come back and uh, sharing some of those results. So, yep. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.